Welcome to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. As a golfer, now more than ever, you have access to all sorts of swing advice and swing tips, and that can often be confusing and conflicting. This podcast is going to help you cut through all the clutter. You'll understand what really happens in the golf swing based on what we've learned from measuring the very best golfers in the world, but most importantly, how that information can help your swing. And we're going to try to do it all in 15 minutes or less. This episode is brought to you by AMG Plus, the best way to train your swing online. AMG Plus includes our four key training systems, the swing system, the speed system, the short game system, and the soon to be released putting system. You also get access to our private forum where Sean and I, along with our other AMG certified instructors, review your swings and check your progress as you move through the checkpoints. To learn more about it, just visit athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash the letters AMG dash PLUS to get started today. When we move one side of our body, right? And if you just think of like Photoshopping either the left side or your right side off, right? And you're, you know, you can think of a backswing and if I erase the right side of my body, you can imagine what the left side of the body does in the backswing. You want to make sure that the right side is doing the opposite. So in the backswing, the left leg is rotating in as the hips turn, the knees bending in a little bit, and then the trail leg is straightening. Yeah, it's starting to lose some flex. Right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then, you know, you can think of that with the arm. So let's kind of go into what each leg does, what each arm does in the backswing with the mindset that we don't ever really want both sides of the body doing the same thing or bending or moving in the same direction because that's where we see a lot of issues come from. Yeah, I think um, we'll probably start with the knees. It's probably the the one that people struggle with the most. And I think it can help golfers the most because it, it sets up the whole rest of the body motion. Like if you're struggling with club motion, let's say over the top or you're where your arms are or where your torso is, a lot of times it stems from what the legs and the knees are doing. Yeah. It's literally this ground up thing. Well, that's a great point. Let's actually go below the knees and talk about the pressure, what the feet do to start with. And the common movement pattern we see is golfers are set up most of the time, or a lot of the time, certainly, they'll be set up with too much weight in the heels. And then in the backswing, you know, everybody thinks that you should move weight into the trail heel. So they'll go trail heel. At the same time, they're in the left heel. Now, there's only one place that's going to shift to in the downswing, and that's out towards the toes. Yeah. And that's a movement too many golfers are familiar with. That's going to throw the butt, the hip. It's going to make the back stand up. It's going to throw everything towards the ball. The back's going to stand up. Lose your spine angle, flipping, rolling, toe shit. Toe what? <laughs> I meant to say toe hits. It's a toe shit. Yeah, it's fine. Toe hits. I know what you meant. The whole nine yards, right? <laughs> and it's all because things started moving at the same place at the same time in the backswing. And you can certainly change that by just moving in the opposite directions. Yeah, that, that's that's a good one. So let, let's just say... You, know, you start kind of on the balls of your feet or under your shoelaces. Mm -hmm. You know, on the backswing, the, the pressure will shift over to the right foot, kind of midfoot. Um, yeah. But we like to see the left side or the lead side, the trail heel might lighten just a little bit, mm -hmm. just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that allows the left knee to do what we see in all great players. It just about doubles in bend on the backswing. Yeah. So a good common uh, knee bend number, and you're not going to measure your knees, but 
Yeah, just for 15, 20 degrees sake. is kind of a good range for yeah. knee bends at address. Yep. That left knee is going to go to 40-ish. About double. Yep. And the right knee is going to lose a couple. Yep. Not straightening, not adding a bunch of bend. It's either going to stay roughly the same or lose a few degrees. But they're doing the opposites, and that's the main thing. They are. And and once you, once you do that, that kind of gets you set up to make the opposite move on the downswing or right. symmetrical move. So after you've done your recentering, that's another whole topic and video and a podcast. We've got tons of videos on that. Once you do your recentering, that left leg is, let's say, 40 degrees, mm-hmm. and the right leg is lo- you know, lost a few degrees of bend at the top of your swing. Well, by the time you get to impact, you're going to do the opposite. The left leg is going to straighten to, let's say, about 10 degrees, mm-hmm. and the right leg is going to be bent about 30. So it's not perfectly symmetrical, but the motion of that is fairly even. Right, right. right. Left knee bends going back, right knee bends coming through. And we talk about it a lot like a dance move. And even if you can't dance, I know some of us can and some of us can't, you can still learn that kind of dance step feeling just by crossing your arms and making that little pivot back and through, letting your knees change flex. Now, why'd you look at me when you said some of us can't? I, I've never even seen you try to dance. I was just taking a <laughs> There's wild, a reason. wild stab at it. I think I can pop and lock? You might be able to. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might lock. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely <laughs> pop. <laughs> so, and that's a good way. We actually had a lesson today, and that, that was the thought that kind of clicked for the players that, okay, I know what the backswing looks like. Now, I just basically mirror that in the downswing. I'm just going to flip my knee bends and, okay, that clicked rather than thinking bend and straighten. It was just a real simple thought. It's like, okay, that's easy. It's almost like a, a the downswing is almost like a left-handed backswing. Ooh, that's a good point. And uh, this is one that, you know, you see a lot of people getting this wrong because they're so anxious and nervous about early extending. So, hmm. They're like for us, we'll just talk about as a right handed golfer. At the top of your swing, your right leg is whatever bend it is, it's lost a few degrees from setup. Your left leg is 40, let's say, knee bend. Mm-hmm. It's that classic, mm-hmm. nice looking top of the backswing. What should happen is the left one straightens, the right one bends, and the right one should, the right leg and the hip and the knee should be allowed to move out towards the golf ball just a little bit. Okay. Now, when you do that combined with straightening the left leg, that avoids early extension. You're back on the wall again, the proverbial wall that's against your rear end. What golfers do in, in order to think they're avoiding early extension is they glue that right leg back and they keep the heel on the ground because oh. they're deathly afraid to let yeah. that right side of their rear end come off the wall. Well, you have to think of the hips like a revolving door. If the right one comes out, the left one can go back to the wall. Mm-hmm. All you're doing by gluing that right leg back is forcing yourself to overdrag your arms and and kind of artificially swing the arms through with no hip rotation, which is not good for your swing, by the way. We see a lot of golfers at impact actually with straighter right legs than left legs now, for a right-handed golfer. That's Think one about of our that. death moves. So, so there's things in the swing that you can get away with and swings in the things in the swing <laughs> you do not get away with. The ones that we immediately attack are the death moves, and that's one of them. Right. So what you have to realize is that right foot, right knee, right leg is an anchor for your right pelvis. Like most of us don't have the range of motion to get the hips moving correctly and rotate correctly if that right foot is anchored into the ground. And think of it in terms of like this. So you make a backswing pelvis turn. Let's say it goes 45 degrees. 
Okay. Ideally, you want to see the pelvis be mirrored from backswing to impact. So you're going to you're going to let the left knee work in in the backswing to turn your pelvis 45 degrees closed. And then you're going to want to be 45 degrees open at impact, but you don't want your right leg to move in. So you're asking your body to turn 90 degrees without letting your knee to come in and you're locking your knee out. That's not going to be in the cards for you physically. So we see so many golfers with five or 10 degrees open hips, but they've got that right knee locked out and they've got that heel on the ground and they complain about not being able to get open because you don't physically have the range of motion when you do that. So if you're going to allow your left knee to move in and the backswing to move the hips 45, you would better allow the right knee to move in and that knee to soften if you're going to try to get your hips 80 or 90 degrees of movement in the downswing in a quarter of the time. I just gave this lesson the other day, and I'm, I'm going to use his name because he's one of my good friends, and he won't mind because we help each other with our swings. But I have a, in Orlando, our, our new place isn't open yet, so I have a gear system at my house. So my buddy Gary Gilchrist came over, want to mm-hmm. work on his swing a little bit. Great coach. I mean, unbelievably great coach, and uh, he helps me with my game. And uh, Even better at dinner. <laughs> these guys is world class and hilarious. And so always kind of complaining about not being open enough with his hips at impact. So we started kind of looking at the gears data and the legs were too much the same at impact. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very common. So very common. we just kind of talked about it for a minute and say, hey, man, let, try to let that right knee soften in and you let, you know, you're not really extending because your left one's going to go back. So immediately, I've, I've got a picture of it somewhere. Uh, because he was happy about it. So as I, we got his left leg to about 10, his right leg to about 28. Instead of having the knees the same, his hip rotation went from 22 to 36 in one swing. And, you know, everyone has this thing with, I need to get open, I need to get open. And they're just trying to do it, I feel like, by just cranking their hip girdle or their yeah, pelvis. Yeah, twist, just twisting the hips. Yeah, just twisting. And, and really a huge part of, Getting open is just moving the knees correctly. It, it, it It's almost amazing how quickly you can add rotation to someone's swing, just teach them that fundamental movement pattern. You And you can try this. You know, if you're driving, don't try this. But if you're listening to us or when you get home, try this. And I got this from Sean. It's such a great little visual. And we actually tested this on gears, and it's pretty darn accurate. So just get your feet the width you would have for a seminar. And stand up. Don't even bend over in a seven iron posture. Just the foot width for a seven iron. Point your belt buckle at your left big toe or your front foot big toe. That's right at 40 to 45 degrees of rotation. It's not pointing at the target. It's not very much movement at all compared to what golfers think they should do. Now go back to zero, back to square, and now just bend your knees. Let the left knee come in and bend. Let the, excuse me, let the right knee come in and bend. Let the left knee straighten. You're going to see your hips move roughly that same amount. With literally no effort trying to crank the hips from that middle area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some of that going on with the core during the golf swing, obviously. But the the, the whole idea behind us kind of figuring that out was like, hey, you got to get the knees correct first. You know, the way I was taught is like, you know, ground up, inside out. You know, mm-hmm. let's fix mm-hmm. the ground up, then let's fix the arms in the club. And obviously there, there's things with the club that can screw up the body. I get that. It happens all the time. But if you're just in a pretty good spot with the club and still can't figure out why you're not getting at least 30 degrees open with your lower body, look at what your knees are doing. 
Oh, um, big time. Because they need to have that symmetrical look of the left one bending, then the right one bending, and that little kind of dance rhythm, and you'll instantly add some pelvis rotation, which obviously helps with a lot of things in the golf swing. And it's so much easier physically on the body than just trying to twist yourself. You can twist yourself in all sorts of ways, and a lot of times you'll see guys will actually move their their centers of the body backwards when they try that. Certainly their pressure can move back. Like you, Just twisting open doesn't get you anything. You want to let the openness be a byproduct of, like you said, moving the foundation well, moving the lower body well. Yeah, a lot of good things happen when you get those knees working. So that took us about almost 12 minutes. Yeah, so let's let's cover the arms. Okay. And, and one of the things that we see a lot with the arms is a lot of guys, because it's, you know, from a face-on camera view, it's what you see the most is that left arm, your lead arm. They'll try to keep that lead arm straight by keeping both arms straight in the backswing. And then at a certain point in the backswing, you got to set the club and you've, you've got to get the club in position so – There'll be a late rebound, a late bending of both arms. Now both arms are all over you, and then you're going to have to straighten them both coming out of the downswing. And that's a, probably the most common example we see of moving the arms the same way in the golf swing that really gets golfers in trouble. Oh, yeah, that's good. So, yeah, your arms are going to stay pretty straight during a takeaway. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the right arm starts to elevate and fold. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, And you need to allow that to happen. You need to let that little bit of bend happen to about 90 degrees with your trail arm. Right. If you physically are thinking, I'm not going to let my arms bend at all, there's so much momentum and speed there that they're actually going to over-rebound. Like Mike said, let's say instead of 90, they go to 120, which would mean like, See you're, that make, all the time. Yeah, like you're making a bicep curl, basically. Mm-hmm. That is a kiss of death because as soon as you do that, there's this big rebounding effect that takes place, and it's an automatic cast. So... In an effort to try to keep your arms straight and not get narrow, you've baked in this bounce, we call it, into the top. You don't want this arm bouncing in and out of the top. So let that trail arm fold a little. The left arm is going to provide some width. Mm -hmm. Right arm at 90. Again, that's the thought of the arms doing the opposite thing during the swing and and creates some good arm structure. Yeah, you don't don't want to keep both arms straight. You Mm -hmm. obviously don't want both arms bending. So you've got to allow one to bend, and then, you know, nobody really keeps the left arm ramrod straight. It's unnecessary anyways. It's unnecessary, and we don't see it. And then downswing, we even see guys that, that will actually have some flex in the left arm coming down as the right arm straightening, because it, in a lot of cases, it can help to stabilize the club face and not have so much rollover if you're a guy that rolls it too much. You can really feel that elbow kind of going more towards the target in the downswing. You think of... Uh, Jordan Spieth, Ratif um, Goosen, Sergio. I mean, the, there's a big list of guys. Uh, Victor Hovland, Lee Westwood. I mean, you can go down the list. There's a lot of guys that do that. Now, it's not for everybody. If you don't do that, it's not something that you have to do. But just because there's left arm bend in the downswing doesn't mean it's a swing fault. Now, plenty of guys that don't oh, play on yeah. high level, chicken wing it. That's for pulling the arms across you. Yeah. Uh, you know, just because the arm bends doesn't mean it's a fault. And you got to look at it, how it's working in conjunction, obviously, with the trail arm, lead arm. Essentially, you just don't want them doing the same thing. Just apply the same mentality, the arms, that you do the knees. And, you know, you can apply that to the hips. You want one hip going up, one hip going down. That's backswing and downswing. You don't want them both 
being level and staying level. Yeah, and you made a good point about the left arm. I, I see a lot of people posing shots on Instagram, punchy, hitting punch seven <laughs> irons, holding both arms straight right, to finish. Arms straight, yeah. It just doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. the, through the hit, like Mike said, the left arm starts to fold slightly. The right arm straightens. Mm -hmm. That creates, well, there's a whole other video, the kind of the release in this kind of fishing pole look that we talk about, where the, the right arm straightens and the left arm kind of accepts the hit with some bend. Yeah. And that allows the club to swivel up the plane. It's like a left-handed backswing at that point. And it's a very natural, we call it normal motion release. Yeah. And it gives you the best chance to square the face. And it gives you the best chance to let that club freewheel through the hit to hit the ball high and straight, which I think we're all trying to do that. So, again, another another area where the, the arm goes from right arm goes from bent, and now it's straightening through the hit. Now the left one bends slightly. <laughs> That's right. On the other side, it's just a, it's just symmetrical thing. I think I think the first one I heard say it was Ledbetter. I mean, he came up with a lot of good stuff over the years. And um, I think he was the one who says it's like a, a beautiful symmetry kind of thing. Mm -hmm. that, that was the golf swing if it was done correctly. And I think he was pretty close to being dead on on that. Yeah, there's a lot of symmetry in the golf swing, especially when you look at Big swatches of players. And, you know, Sean and I can, I mean, we're built differently. We're different sizes, different heights. We're not going to ever look the same swinging. But we can do all of these parameters nearly identically. And this is what we see with a lot of the tour data. You know, don't fall victim to because two golfers look different, that they're not moving in the key areas very similarly. Because from what we've seen, they are. Not hundred percent. I've said it before. You just there's just not a million ways to do it. And we might mm -hmm. have said this in other podcasts, like like lateral motion of the pelvis, for example. Yeah. You know, we've got a billion dollars in earnings in our tour database of these guys that play golf at a high level. Well, nobody's pelvis is at zero lateral motion at impact, and nobody's at eight. Right. Right. So there isn't a million ways to do it. There's right. only a few really functional ways to do it, especially when it comes to body motion and this whole symmetry thing ties right into that. Yeah, it's um, there's a lot more similarities among good movements than there are outliers for sure. So give that some thought. Make just you know just adopt the mindset of I'm going to move one side of my body differently than the other side, and you're going to be well ahead of the game if you find any of these aspects of the swing difficult. Yep. Um, is, that, is that good? We cover it all. I think so. If you guys are enjoying these podcasts, please go to iTunes. Give us a written review and click the five star because that helps us find more golfers and we're trying to help as many of you as we can.